gosh, Scoob, what's going on? Row, row. Hello and welcome to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight, and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast, while our friend K. Tempest Bradford takes the week off. In Season 2, Episode 10, Music is Magic, the holograms are the musical guests at a magic show. When strange things start happening and people start to disappear, the holograms have to team up with the magicians and the misfits to solve the mysteries before it's too late. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Alright, episode 36, also season 2, episode 10, written by Paul Dini, most famously known for Batman the Animated Series. Letting us down. Yeah, this episode was very much a Scooby-Doo episode. Such a Scooby-Doo episode. And that must have been totally intentional on Paul Dini's part. (sighs) I mean, hmm. Like, where to start? I, if the animation hadn't been so awful, which is, you know, we've been, Alex and I have been talking about that (laughs) previously. Like, there's been a lot of talk about the animation. Uh, This episode is very poorly animated. This was like the D team. And that didn't help it at all. But it was kind of painful to watch, which kind of compounded the, I, I didn't think the script was all that great. And then I couldn't. I had a really hard time looking at the screen because everybody looked vaguely distorted. Um, so, yeah, hi, and everybody. Actually, I don't like this episode. <laughs> yeah, the animation was really bad. And not just not just stiff, but the characters, their faces didn't look to spec. Right. They all looked off. I mean, just before we started recording, I, I sent that screenshot of, of, of Jerrica's eyes at the beginning of the episode. They're totally like pointing different directions. It was like, what what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Well, let's just jump so, right into things and see oh, how this episode say, plays out. I was going to say, that's it. Out. We'll see you next week. Oh. <laughs> uh. We open this week with Kimber attempting to perform a magic trick for a group of starlight girls. Things unfortunately don't go right when she gets stuck inside a locked chest because she dropped her key before getting in. Asking for help, Kimber is freed. The rest of the holograms enter the room and Jerrica asks what's going on and Kimber explains she's been practicing her magic tricks for the music and magic special. One of the Starlight Girls asks to go with the holograms to Magic Island, but Jerrica turns her down and promises or actually asks them to promise that they will watch the show from home. Magic Island? Mm-hmm. It's like... It's, I, I don't know. It's, it's like, like an island where magicians <laughs> congregate. It's in in the Bermuda Triangle. And I I don't know. I, 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 I'm trying, but I'm failing. It's hilarious. Sorry. I, I didn't actually write this down in my notes. But uh, when we cu- actually cut to Magic Island, you just get like a, a two or three second shot 
of this room that looks like a party is going on. It looks it looks like a, like a really fancy mansion, and then you see this magician walk through like this secret passage in the uh, in the lib like the library bookcase like flips around, and he ends up going into the secret passage. I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want that in their house? Oh, really? totally. I've always yeah. I've always been a big proponent of secret passageways. And oh, yeah, one I mean... day I want a house with like a <laughs> like a library, like you know, you just pull pull the book on the shelf and then it like flips around, then you know, you, you you get access to a panic room that nobody knows about. Oh no, no, no. I want the bat cave. Like I want Well the bat cave would be even better. Nineteen sixties Batman secrets in my house well hey i'm just like, trying to be realistic i don't have a you know, 20 billion dollar budget to dig a I giant mean... <laughs> hole in the ground but go big or go home though like <laughs> dang i want i want it all i want i want the pole to, to slide down i want the red phone I, I want it all alex i want it all well we cut to a mysterious figure who is looking at the ad for the music and magic special but we only see the man's arms as he tears the paper in two. I wonder who this mysterious figure could be. Mm. On Magic Island, the director of the show, Sid, is speaking with Gem and the Holograms about tonight's show. Devin Silverstone walks on stage and interrupts. Sid introduces the band to their co-star. And he says, ah, Jem, finally an entertainer whose talent matches the magnitude of my own. Mm-hmm. And Jem says, thank you, Mr. Silverstone, I think. And he says, beautiful flowers for a beautiful lady. And he produces a bouquet of roses out of thin air. It's no. fated that we should that we should dine after the show. I won't take no for an answer. And I love... How Jem says, I'm sorry, Mr. Silverstone, but I have a say in this and I say no. And yeah, like, that was nice. It was just shut down. Yeah, that was that was I was excited. I was like, oh, that's really good modeling and agency. Yes. Very cool. Agreed. And actually, when he said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I can totally see Paul Dini writing a line like that. Mm hmm. Marla Martell, a famous illusionist, approaches Jem after Devin Silverstone is rebuffed and leaves. She threatens Jem to stay away from him, but Jem tries to explain she's not the least bit interested in him. Marla reminds Jem that not all of her tricks are illusions and hands Jem a bouquet of flowers with a live snake. That was not oh very gosh, nice. Oh my gosh, snake. Uh, yeah, I'm... I don't know, am I weird? I guess, Elaine, I'm weird. But, like, snakes don't freak me out. So every time I see a representation of, like, ooh, it's something creepy crawly, I'm like, oh, stop. Just yeah, snakes, stop. Uh, I, don't have real, I don't really have an issue with snakes, but a lot of people are afraid of them. And it doesn't help that we've had movies like Anaconda, <laughs> because now the entire po human population cannot sleep at night. Oh no, Anaconda's just funny. Yeah. But I I don't know. I like I feel like we see that I I feel like it's a trope against women more frequently than it is men. And I felt like this episode right. kind of held that up and that oh, totally. kind of 
bothered me. Well, yeah, um, because because we have a guy suddenly in this scene who interjects Professor Professor Frick, and he says, "Fear not, fair ladies. The marvelous team of Frick and Frack will take care of the little brood." And he basically transforms that snake into a bird. I think so. Now that we're talking about it, I think that the thing, the thing about this episode that's it's just so over the top and realistic. I mean, there are things that we can explain away in other episodes. Oh, you know, like the holograms and whatever, but, but the bird flying at, I don't know. I don't know. Like it just, it just felt wrong. It just all felt well, wrong. Well, I mean, there are magic. I mean, you've never seen a magician transmute one object into something else. Cause that, that is a, that is a trick that actually happens. That is a trick that actually happens, but do magicians actually walk around with birds in their hat on the off chance that a snake well, is going to okay, appear? Okay, I, I agree. It seems a little bit odd that they're backstage. and it's, It seems awfully convenient like that he would suddenly be prepared for that. It's one thing to do it in a show where it's all planned, but this is just kind of, yeah, it's, right. just, it, it's just spontaneous. Yeah, but that's that's it. While Frack, uh, Frick's partner, is surprised by the trick and says he's never seen him do it before, Professor Frick tells Frack to be quiet as he has no intention of divulging his secret in front of his fans. Jem tries to correct Frick that they aren't fans and that they are Jem and the holograms who will be appearing with them in the show tonight. The professor is not pleased having to share the stage with two bands and storms off. Shayna makes an offhand remark about the second rock band as they weren't aware there was another band in the show. And Aline, I wonder who could that band possibly be? Could it be the Limp Lizards, perhaps? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Justin turned to me and was like, I have no idea who this could be. Um, so we were, we were pretty surprised when the big reveal happened. The holograms pick up their instruments to begin rehearsing for the show, but before they can, the band is engulfed in a cloud of smoke. The misfits make a grand entrance swinging down onto the stage on one of the props, which happens to be a crescent moon. Of course it is. Of, of course, of course it is. It just, it, yeah, it's it's a perfect entrance for a a band that that tries, at least attempts to be larger than life. And we uh, cue up a music video by the Misfits, of course, called Abracadabra. What did you think of the song and the video, Aline? So wasn't this in a previous episode or a song very similar to this? Not to my knowledge. That I have, I would have to look that up to verify that. Mm, I don't know. I felt like, um, I don't know. It seems like a song I'd heard before. I don't know though. Um, it, it, my typical response, like I liked the music. Um, it had some really cool like sliding notes, and um, I don't know. I really think that Pizzazz's voice is 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 good. Um, a lot of the time, but. You know, typical Misfits video. Okay, we're gonna defeat yeah. Jim and the Holograms. We're and, gonna and like, using their magic uh, in crazy ways to to try to. I don't. I'm not really sure what they're doing to the band because they're not doing anything harmful in the actual video. But they're just right. you know, well, it's it's just a lighthearted video of them just kind of 
showing their their dominance. Right. Yeah. So it the song was good. Yeah, it was, it was an okay song. My typical for sure. yeah, my typical response with with um Misfits videos is like it's the same theme. Um Pizzazz Pizzazz needs some counseling and some like priority straight and <laughs> you know. But yeah, it was uh, a well, good I would use the I would use the word the choice of some counseling very very lightly because I, I i would say that she needs a lot of counseling she does i i think that she had a a rough childhood yeah and yeah, that, feels that's like for sure. she lean psychoanalyzes the misfits but i think she feels like she has a lot to prove um and she maybe needs some help with that yeah yeah, I, I actually like this song. It's not, uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite Misfit song, but it was pretty good. And sometimes I find the Misfit songs hit or miss. Like sometimes I like the, I, I don't, I'm, I apologize. I don't remember the name of the actual singer who does Pizzazz's singing voice. Some of the songs, she sounds really good. Some of the songs, not not so great, but I I'm not going to blame mm-hmm. her for it. I blame the substandard Recording song. Recording water. Quality. Yeah, like some of the songs just like she, you know, her voice suits it really well and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. And other times not so great. So it is kind of hit or miss sometimes, but the, the song was all right. Yeah. One thing I really like about the Misfits is I feel like they have, they tend to be more experimental. Um, I kind of feel like Jim and the Holograms have a really consistent kind of sound, whereas Jim and the Hot, or whereas would you, would you say it's more formulaic? Jim, yeah, um, maybe. I think what I'd need to do is like sit down and really listen to them and pretend that I had any knowledge. Um, but I, I don't know. I think I think one things a thing I really like about the Misfits is they can sound very different sometimes, um, which doesn't necessarily happen with Jim. I feel like, yeah, I, I, I would not disagree with that. The holograms make an attempt to rehearse after the misfits leave, but they're interrupted once again by a persistent Devin Silverstone. He insists on having Jem participate in a disappearing act to demonstrate the amazing magic they could create together. Jem wishes... said no. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, Jem wishes Silverstone would make himself disappear, and she reluctantly agrees, thinking that he will finally give up on pursuing her. I'm not sure if that'll work. But unfortunately, trouble strikes when Jem enters the cabinet. After the door is closed, it explodes and Jem vanishes. And Silverstone's mm-hmm. actually shocked here because he tells the holograms that explosion was not part of the trick. That's very troubling. Yeah. After the explosion, Frick, Frack, the director, Marla, and the Misfits come rushing to the stage to see what's happened. The Misfits rejoice at the idea the gem has perished in the explosion, because of course they have. Mm-hmm. And we get another music video pretty quickly here from Gem and the Holograms this time called It Could Be You. And this is very much a video about placing blame on who's responsible. What did you think about it? It's, it's so hard because... The animation is so bad that it's it, it distracts. Yeah, know, well, I mean, the bad animation distracts from what's yeah. going on for sure. Like it's, I, I, just, cu- I couldn't help but focus on that the entire right. time watching this. I'm right. like, oh god, this is so bad. 
this is so bad. Like, yeah. and the close-up shots of the characters and stuff like that, their faces don't look right at all. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It, so... Well, like you said, I, I think I, before I, we started recording, like, was this the D... Like, who... The D team? Like, who was this? Who, yeah. who did the animation? It's so terrible. Yeah. Um. So, I'm trying... I'm trying to think past that. And... It was it was fine. Um, like the whole conceit of like the holograms being uh, and Kimber especially be, like interrogating people um, was a little weird to me. Um, but I guess you know it's a music video. You got to do what you got to do in a music video. And Gemma's missing, but she's still singing. But you still have to. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. It yeah. was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was all right. I think what happens after the video is actually more important. Aja makes the accusation that only a real magician could have rigged the complicated disappearing trick, and she ends up looking in Frack's direction. Professor Frick defends Frack, saying that not only does he not possess the skills for the trick, but he was busy preparing props while he and Marla practiced for the show. The misfits refused to take the blame for Jem's disappearance as well. And Pizzazz actually says here, Same here, not, not that I wouldn't mind shaking hands with whoever did get rid of old pink hair. Frickin' Frack do not have a good relationship. I just want to, whatever the nature of that relationship is. It's a strained um, relationship, that's for sure. Do, do not... Do not stay in any kind of partnership with a person who is, like, constantly belittling. Um, Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, why would you, unless maybe he felt like, what other job could I possibly do? I mean, that's tough. Like, I I did not like uh, Professor uh, Frick, at at least at first, for the majority of this episode, because you don't really know to the extent of like what is going on with their relationship but yeah he's not very nice to his partner no yeah and doesn't have a lot of faith in his abilities which i mean probably fits the character as um you know he wouldn't want someone who's his equal being around right well maybe Um, professor frick is somewhat insecure even if he maybe he's not aware of it himself that it's like i don't want this guy to upstage me because if he works that closely with me he's going to have to know the secrets to these incredible illusions because obviously he is my partner on stage he has to he's complicit with me in these acts Mm -hmm. and maybe i don't want this guy going off somewhere and upstaging me Mm mm-hmm you know, Which like is maybe he doesn't want one of those scenarios where the where the apprentice outclasses them. You know, grow. What's what's that expression of of the apprentice uh, growing, uh, surpassing the mentor? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think you know he's probably uh, a person who does not see talent in other people, regardless no. of whether it's present. So no, because I think any good leader would fully admit that. You know, it's like. If you're in a mentorship role, uh, like for me, I can, at least I'll just speak to myself and say like mentoring someone and teaching them a particular craft, 
you know, I would be I would be honored if they if they went out to the went out into the world and surpassed me because that means mm-hmm. that I did a good job and that person will be successful doing mm-hmm. something else. So so that to me just says that 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 the professor is just insecure. Yep. Totally agreed. Well, back to the show here. Shayna interjects and says that Jem must be somewhere in the building. And until they can find her, all of the magicians are suspects. The magicians get defensive, saying that they have nothing to do with Jem's disappearance, so they agree to help find her. The misfits decide to tag along and help, which seems unusual. Pizzazz remarks that if someone is picking off singers, they should all stick together. Logically, this makes sense, but the misfits have a hidden agenda, of course. No way. <laughs> yeah, no way. No way. Pizzazz tells Roxy, Stormer, and Jetta that they are going to fix it so that Jem stays vanished. And everyone breaks up into groups to speed up the search. Pizzazz, Kimber, and Marla begin searching one of the rehearsal rooms, but Marla tries to explain to Kimber that they're wasting time as she just finished practicing and there was no one else in the room. Pizzazz walks onto the stage and pulls open the curtain but is engulfed in smoke. Suddenly, demonic creatures materialize and Pizzazz flips out. Kimber tries. And then Scooby shows up! <laughs> no kidding. Scooby Doo shows up! Yeah, Kimber tries to calm Pizzazz down, but her comment about the monsters having to be illusions seems obvious considering that she deals with holograms all of the time. D- didn't you find that a bit redundant? Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. This show's weird. Like, this episode. It is very weird. I, I-, I-, I really was waiting for Scooby-Doo to show up. <laughs> and the team. Shaggy. Gosh, Scoob, what's going on? <laughs> row, row. it was it was not good no god i'm drooling (laughs) (laughs) oh what a silly episode (laughs) marla explains the illusions are coming from a projector hidden behind the curtain and to not worry, as the controls for them are hidden within her medallion. Well, that's pretty clever. Ooh, that is pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Well, she attempts to turn off the projections, but she's shocked when they don't respond. A projection of a witch points a wand at Marla and smoke consumes her. When the smoke clears, Marla vanishes. Now, hold on a second. Why did someone just smash the projector? Or just turn it off. Like they could have literally unplugged, unplugged the power it. cable. I it's I I I I'm just speechless. Speechless. Yeah, it's it's they don't think. I mean, I, I rant about that often. Like one of the major plot points of every episode is let's not think this through. Pizzazz completely freaks out at this point and bolts, while Kimber is pushed by Pizzazz as she tries to leave. Kimber stumbles backwards into a coffin and screams, but thankfully the holograms hear Kimber's cries for help and come rushing to save her. Meanwhile, Pizzazz vanishes after attempting to escape the witch. Now, 
just as an aside, I want to say, like, obviously they're vanishing because of trap doors and the floors, but, like, what are the chances that they are happening to stand in the exact spot that they need to be for this? Like, all, all these elaborate ploys to make these piss, to make these people disappear, it just seems so unlikely. Yeah, it was all very strange. Kimber is freed and explains the situation to the rest of the holograms. Frack wonders how Marla's disappearing act could have been done, and Silverstone explains that the trap door built into the stage would have been responsible. The trap door leads to the basement, and we see Silverstone here kick the door in. Professor Frick agrees to join the holograms in heading down to the basement, but he urges them to hurry and seems to care more about rehearsing for the show than finding a missing person. Aja and Shayna confide in each other and believe that the professor is the number one suspect, and frankly, I don't blame them. Very odd behavior. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's been very defensive. He certainly is. And it definitely his, I mean, whether he is or not responsible, that attitude is definitely suspicious. Like, why would an innocent person be that defensive? Down in the barely lit basement, the group decides to split up and cover more ground. Silverstone uses his magic staff to illuminate the room, and suddenly we see Jem standing in a cage on the far side of the room. The misfits appear disappointed that Jem would show up now before they've had a chance to ensure that she stayed vanished. Rhea, Kimber, and Shayna walk up to the cage, and Rhea enters the cage to try and tell Jem that she's been worried about her, but it turns out it's just a cardboard cutout. Really? Really? Yeah, that whole, like, walking up to it and, like, pretty much embracing it I can and see, then, like, yeah, it's cardboard. Like, I can see if it's, no. like, you're 50 feet away, but... Right. Like, she enters the cage and then realizes it's fake. Come on, now. And how did they get a cardboard cutout of her in that, like, That's a magician... Great... Yeah. yeah, in the same outfit. How did, how did they know whoever right. made that? Like, how did you know what she was going to wear? Yep. It's just, it's just preposterous. Yep. Well, the cage locks behind Rhea... And it turns out to be a trap all along. Well, I, I didn't see that coming. Honestly, <laughs> did you? Now, to be fair, I did see the trap coming because I I have these powers of intuition. But I did not see the next part coming at all. Yeah, the cage begins to spin and it's eventually engulfed in smoke. And of course, Rhea disappears and a tiger materializes in her place. The tiger escapes the cage and chases after Stormer, who eventually climbs to safety. And Silverstone tries to distract the tiger by using his magic staff, eventually coaxing it back into the cage. I'm not exactly sure what was coming out of that staff other than just a trickery of light, but... Pew, 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 Exactly, pew, pew. Yeah, lasers. Yep. Roxy, Professor Frick, and some of the other misfits arrive and ask what's going on. Kimber thinks that whoever it is that is trying to get rid of the holograms is playing for keeps, and she questions Professor Frick in, a, in an accusatory manner. Shayna backs Kimber and makes a good case for motive, 
that the professor has been against the holograms since the very beginning, which is completely true, actually. Mm. Frick tries to defend himself and deny any involvement in the disappearances. Mm -hmm. As Frick stammers, he pulls out a long cloth from inside his jacket and is beside himself as to how it even got there in the first place. And the cloth engulfs Roxy, Aja, and Silverstone. And of course they vanish. That scene was really awkward to me. Mm -hmm. Like, oh oh my god, how did this get in here? And then like somehow ends up accidentally throwing it on them. Like, how does that even happen? Bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. Kimber, Shayna, Stormer, and Jetta are the only ones left, and they demand that Professor Frick bring them back. Is the professor truly guilty? Or has he been conveniently framed? Frick tries to protect himself by hiding behind his partner, Frack, but then he decides to run away. The remaining holograms and the misfits chase after the professor. Now, (laughs) Professor Frick makes a run for it, and of course his partner follows. They run into a dead end. But suddenly, an odd noise is heard. A cannon moves on its own, and everybody ducks. But instead of firing a deadly projectile, it fires confetti, and Frick, Frack, Kimber, Shayna, Stormer, and Jetta are blown through a paper wall and down into an elaborate secret underground lair. Ugh, okay. They all end up falling into separate cages, but I just want to take a a moment and talk about how absurd, utterly absurd, that that scene is the fact that they're like they're falling down the amount of engineering that would need to go into developing this underground layer it's mm-hmm. just it's it's just so ridiculous well it is magician's island or magician island it is magician's Magician? island that's very okay. true but uh, no one seems to realize like no one even seems to be aware that this stuff exists so who built it and how, without anyone's knowledge? Well, that is a, that is a true mystery. The Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, David Copperfield. Oh yes, <gasps> this is David Copperfield's island. If you go a little bit deeper, the Statue of Liberty is underneath there too. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 Maybe one day the United States will get the the Statue of Liberty back from him. Maybe. 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 We'll have to make do with the fake one in the meantime. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's made out of uh, paper mache. Mm-hmm. In the underground lair, all of those that vanished are locked in cages. But who could the culprit be if everyone is locked up? Frack opens his cage and admits to being responsible. Ooh, what a twist. Ooh. That, that's, that's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. You it never is. expect Frack. What better a person than the lowly and underestimated magician's assistant? For years, Frack learned all of their greatest tricks only to, well, not all of their greatest tricks, but many of them, only to use them on his mentors in the end. But when, but why lock up the holograms and the misfits? Well, 
Frack refuses to share the spotlight with anyone. At last, the music and magic show will be his and his alone. Mm. Because nobody is going to go looking for the famous musicians who are not there. Who were there and are not there now. Yeah, he is not... I mean, I will give him credit for all of the elaborate disappearances, but he's really not thinking ahead here. Right. Like, what are the consequences of doing this? He's been abused for so long. Yeah, that is very that he's true. He's willing to do anything. Yeah, I mean, they they don't actually give us a time frame as far as, like, how long this guy's actually been been working with these other people but i can only extrapolate and assume that it's been quite a long time i mean at least 10 years or maybe if not more yeah it seems it seems like a while right because i mean you would have to undergo a lot of abuse to get this bitter i don't know that it would take 10 years though yeah it's 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 a lot i'm not going to excuse his behavior um, because i mean he could have he could have quit and done something else. But he didn't. He decided to stay. He decided to stay in an abusive relationship. Frack decides to perform the very best tricks that his mentors have to offer, but he first needs them to divulge the secrets. At first they refuse, but he uses pizzazz as leverage and threatens to kill her by improperly performing the cutting a lady in half trick. And... I like how they're like, well, you know, that's that's not dangerous. Everybody knows that, that trick trick works, but he's like, not the way I do it. <laughs> how? What did he mean by that? <laughs> he does it the dangerous way. Yeah, the dangerous way. The dangerous the way that actually involves really cutting somebody in half. Mm-hmm. Does not involve yeah. a decoy. <laughs> The music and magic show is about to begin. Before Frack leaves, he tells the other magicians not to bother trying to escape as he took the liberty of replacing their skeleton keys the night before. There's no way they can unlock their cages now. Or is there? Before Before all hope is lost, Kimber realizes she still has her own skeleton key. Not entirely certain, though, if it will work, she tries to open the padlock on her cage. Surprise, surprise, it actually works. Kimber frees the others from their cages, and Marla apologizes to Jim for her jealousy, and Professor Frick chimes in and says that they were all on the same side from the beginning. Well, sweet. Yeah. Well, they're kind of pressed for time here. The holograms have to rush to the stage to stop Frack, and, of course, they don't have the time to free Pizzazz, so the rest of the misfits stay behind to help her. I like we- that. We're just going <laughs> to leave you here. Yeah. We we swear we'll be back. Yeah. After yeah, exactly. all that murder you've well, tried they don't have to inflict upon us. Well, they, they don't have much of a choice. I mean, they are the headlining act, so they do have to head to the show. Oh, no, but I wouldn't go back for her. I wouldn't even <laughs> tell right. her I'd go okay, back for sure. her. I'd just walk by and be like, yeah. see ya. Yeah. They're nicer than I am. Yeah, apparently so. Cut to the stage show. Frack announces to the audience that he's about to make a two-ton pachyderm disappear. 
The curtain opens, but instead of the pachyderm, the holograms and Professor Frick are there. Frack is shocked at what's standing before his eyes. Frack shoots hundreds of cards from his sleeve at Shayna and the Professor, causing them to slip. Now, cards are kind of slippery, but I don't know. Aline, are cards that slippery? It's like they, it's, as, it's as if they slipped on a banana peel here. Are banana peels that slippery? Actually, that is a great question. Has anyone ever tested this? I'm sure there's like a Mythbusters episode <laughs> about it. Maybe. Yeah. I wonder for uh, science if we'll have to go and do that now. We must science it. Um, I don't know. Guards can be pretty slippery. Like the the ones with like the air soft coating or whatever they call it has the little ridges in it so that they're nice and pillowy. Um, so maybe if you had a couple stacked on top of each other, perhaps maybe perhaps yeah maybe maybe if I find some extra time we'll we'll have to test that. Better G- you than me. <laughs> Jem asks Synergy to help by creating a multiple illusion. Monsters appear suddenly on stage and begin to chase Frack, and he tries to escape backstage, but the misfits nab him. They put him in a straitjacket and leave him hanging upside down. Meanwhile, Jem tells Synergy show's over, but Silverstone ends up catching her in the act. Jem didn't anticipate Silverstone would see her creating the holograms, and he actually says to her, I can live with you turning me down, but I have to know how you conjured up those incredible images. And she tells him, why, Devin? You know a good musician never tells her secrets. Or I might have written that down wrong. Maybe she meant good music. No, I think she meant musician. I I don't remember the exact line. Yeah. But you get the point. We We get get the point. Yeah, we get the final music video in this episode called Music is Magic. What did you think of the song? I don't even remember it at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's a happy, happy video. Yeah, I like I try. Where's, I always where, try where's to Tempest to sing note. the song for us? I know, Miss Tempest. But yeah, I uh, I don't remember it. That's very sad. Yeah, it's um, it's an okay. I'm just gonna say okay song. It's definitely. I, I wouldn't say it's the worst or most repetitive song I've ever heard Gem and the Holograms do, but it's. It's okay. I mean, it, yeah. you know, very much like this episode, and I'm not sure this is the worst episode, but it it very much felt like a Scooby Doo episode. I I personally am not a huge Scooby Doo fan. Yeah, I'm not either. Uh, but and I, you know what? Maybe that's why I I really didn't like this episode. Yeah, it could. I mean, for me, it really was the animation style. Um, and I kind of feel like if you're going to go Scooby-Doo, go full Scooby-Doo. Like, have have the person in the mask that you, like, rip the mask off their face. and um, Yeah, they all, they all in unison should have been, like, if it was, uh, actually, it would have been funny if it was Professor Fick, Frick, because that would have been, they, they could have all said, Professor Frick! Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, I don't think this is the worst episode, but I definitely yeah. don't think it's the best. You think Adventure in China's worse? I do. Is, does, I do think that is not my... episode still hold the number one spot for worst gem in the I holograms episode. Would... We we've talked about this before. Right. I think it would take a lot to dethrone that. <sighs> yeah, I mean that has cultural appropriation and a yeah. bad plot and It's all, actually you know... Adventure in China is our most downloaded episode. So is a, lo- really? <laughs> a lot of people really like inflicting harm on themselves. I'm sorry for all of you. Yes, Don't do I must, it. I must relive the pain. <laughs> I think it's because we talk about it so much. Yeah. We're like, it's it's pretty bad. It's it's like um, um, it's like when you watch something, even though you you know it's terrible. It's like hate watching something. Yep. <laughs> you just do it anyway. Oh uh, yeah, there's not much to say about this. Uh, but um, about the, the the video here. But yeah, let's wrap because we end this episode with the holograms walking off stage, wondering what happened to the misfits. After all, they were supposed to perform at the Music and Magic show. And just at that moment, Kimber notices the misfits and they're tied up. Who could have done that, Aline? Oh my gosh. Who could have done that? Maybe it was the professor. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was the professor. The holograms walk up to to the misfits and read a note written none other by Farak, who has escaped and promises that they'll meet again. Indeed. I wonder if they actually do meet again. I guess we'll see. I don't think that they do, but that that ending very much felt like that sort of formulaic villain ending, you know, where they, you know, the villain shaking their fist as they escape. You know, we'll meet again. Cursed kids. Yeah, exactly. Your little dog, too. That is it for this episode. Do you have any other closing thoughts on this, Aline? I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like I had a lot of thoughts Are in general on it. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just wasn't good. It had few redeeming qualities. Well, that's it for this week. The listeners can follow Alina at Aline on Twitter, A L E E N, and listen to your awesome podcast on the Relay. Dot .fm network at relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E. And for those that haven't listened to Aline's podcast by now, if you're 36 episodes into our podcast and you haven't yet, shame on you. Go subscribe <laughs> in iTunes or in whatever podcast player you have. You need to listen to it because she does amazing interviews with awesome Thank you. people. So go check that out. And uh, you can also find Aline's writing on AlineMean.com. That is A-L-E-E-N-M-E-A-N.com. And is there anything else that we normally don't plug that you want to bring up this week? No. No. There will be stuff later, but for now we're good. Okay. And as far as my writing is concerned, I am zerodistraction.com. Uh, it seems to be getting less and less frequent with the amount of articles that I that I write. But when I do write, they tend to be fairly long. So you can go check that out. I write about 
comics, games, audio production, pretty much anything that I'm interested in. So it's not really a technology blog. There's always something different. So uh, I am at Zero Distraction on Twitter. And as far as our podcast is concerned, you can follow us on Twitter. Shame on you if you haven't already. <laughs> we are at Gem Podcast. We have a new Instagram account. We're new as in we actually never had one before. So we just have an Instagram <laughs> account now. <laughs> the account is Hologram Radio Shows, which is a pretty good name. I tried to get hologram radio but for some reason it said it was taken and then i actually looked it up there is no hologram radio account so somehow at some point somebody must have had it deleted the account mm. and now that username is not being freed up which annoys me immensely <laughs> that i cannot claim it and there is no recourse for that but anyways go subscribe <laughs> on instagram hologram radio shows and to show show your support for the show, there are a few ways you can do that. We have a brand new Patreon page, and we have a couple of people that have been donating. So if you haven't yet pledged, uh, please go ahead and do that. It is the best way to help us cover our operational costs. I recently added a few rewards as well. Uh, we're going to make some t-shirts and stuff like that, and I have a few other ideas for other merchandise so please go ahead and do that. It is patreon.com forward slash hologram radio. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes. Just look for Gemcast if you haven't done that. If you're listening to the show and you're not subscribed, I don't know how the hell you're doing it, but I guess you, you could just be going to our website and downloading and listening to the episodes there. And actually, I, I have noticed that some people have been doing that, which is fine, but we yeah. prefer if you subscribe in a podcast player. Uh, our show is available on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Google Play. So if you have an Android device and you want to check out our show on Google Play, you can go ahead and do that as well. And uh, what else? I'm plugging so many things. Oh, yes. <laughs> All the things. Hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors. We also have Amazon affiliate links. And of course, all of you love shopping on Amazon. I shop at Amazon on a regular basis. And I seem to be shopping at retail stores less and less these days. But since you already shop at Amazon, why not use our affiliate banners uh, since there's no additional work on your part and we get a portion of the sale. So that's another great way to help support the show. That is it for this week, Aline, and hopefully next week, Kate Tempest Bradford will rejoin the show. Curse her. Yes. Busyness. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And actually, speaking of Kate Tempest Bradford, why don't we actually plug uh, Tempest's new podcast, which is also another show on mm. Hologram Radio called The Right Gear, as in W-R-I-T-E. It is a technology podcast where she talks about all sorts of interesting gear. It is not a Macintosh podcast. Just so it is know. not. It is not. In fact, actually, the first episode of her show was actually covering some of the interesting new gadgets coming out of CES, which I know CES can be a bit of a snooze fest, but sometimes interesting stuff does come out of that show. So make sure to check out and subscribe to her show. Give it a listen at least. See if you like it. If you don't like it, well, then screw you. <laughs> well, <it>. then. 
<laughs> That's it for this week. Show's over, Synergy. <laughs>